0: This week, we're talking about one of our most popular subjects, which is growing your email list fast for your e-commerce site. Such an important topic to get right, because without doing this part of right, it can be very difficult to get the ROAS, the recruitment ROAS you need for your business. We also mentioned in the discussion the drop by drop report. In the show notes, there's a chance to download the drop drop by drop report and the training on how to get that set up. It's a very useful tool, so I encourage you to get that set up if you haven't already. And let's get started.
1: Hello, Ian, how are you? Good evening, Mark. I'm well.
0: How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, trying to work out where my parents are in the middle of the, you know our parents. Should I say yours as well? Um, yeah. They've been stuck in Singapore Airport for twelve hours. They thought they were only going to be there for an hour, and it's so up twelve hours. So, God knows what state Do they'll you know what the, be when they
1: <laughs> turn up. Last yeah. I heard, they were quite happy in the business lounge drinking gin and yeah, it's the first time they've ever gone business class, isn't it?
0: It's, uh, yeah, and, a uh, great time. Yeah, send us drunken messages. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I'm picking them up. I'm picking them up at six o'clock, six or seven o'clock ish. So we'll see them later yes. on. Um, so we're going to talk about email and growing your email list fast and the importance of it. Um, uh, mostly because well first of all it was a topic that we did before one of our most popular podcast topics but we haven't done it for ages so we wanted to kind of revisit it because we know that a lot of naughty people just come and listen to the, the most recent podcast they don't go and listen to the entire well, i don't know how many episodes we've done like 150 something ridiculous
1: yeah now yeah you did go um, back to the core where we recorded yeah. it on skype using my airpods in the car driving back from work
0: they must be pretty dreadful some of those recordings when i was just walking around like in lockdown i was walking around the streets and cars were going past and all sorts of stuff must be
1: must be pretty i think i think the highlight for me was was pushing a a newborn baby around nutsford in a pram recording the podcast having to mute myself every time she made a noise yeah that was the highlight yeah, we should find that out. Put yeah. it out.
0: Oh no! The highlight for the, the the editing team, the Philippine team, when they edit it, was the uh, the dog incident, <laughs> where the dog comes in and you start swearing at the dog, and they basically have to cut out episodes where you swear at the dog. It's their full time job. <laughs> just...
1: Fucking dog!
0: <laughs> it's become no. a meme inside the company.
1: Yeah. I have a little cockapoo. She just loves me.
0: Yeah. What can you do? Anyway. Oh. Let's talk about email, Ian. So yeah, why? Let's talk about email. Why did you? Because you suggested the, po- the podcast topic, and, and I agree. But do, wh- what, why do you think it's important now, particularly to grow the email as fast? Yeah.
1: Well, email. There's two big things. But two big things about email is is is. You know, really, what you do with email and how you how you grow it. Now, the reason why I like email so much is because it's it's the glue that holds everything together. So, right now, I suppose we're all in a position where we want to get a row a, a more out of existing traffic. We want to we want to increase the ROAS uh, from the same spend. So we want to get a better return on our advertising spend. And it's like, well, why am I talking about email? Because how does email affect, you know, your paid recruitment? You know, why why would that be a thing? And it's a massive, massive thing because if we can get more email addresses, we can trigger more behavioral-based emails for the prospective customer. And email essentially turbocharges paid activity for recruitment. And, you know, so... Email is massively, massively important for recruiting new customers, and it's also massively important for retention to get customers to come back and buy. And it's it it, it really just sort of sits alongside everything else that we're doing, and it turbocharges it. Because here's the thing: you know, I remember. You know, back in the day, with the, when we were working with a, a, a really big menswear brand, and I often the client used to say, "Oh, email is really, you know, all we have to do is bang out an email, you know, and it does really well. You know, don't need, don't need you boys." And I was like, "Well, hang on a minute, how do you think they got onto the email database in the first place? You know, they haven't yet bought, so how, mm-hmm. how have they got the email? It's come from paid activity or organic." You know, or social—it's come from one of those channels. They did not just magically turn up on your on your email database. You know, it has to—it yeah. has, has to appear somewhere. So, if you think about it from that perspective, email becomes a really important recruitment channel that drives that. You know, that's come from paid. So, the, so first yeah. of all, you know, it, it it enhances what's already there, and I often find that, you know. If you're in a if you're an email business sorry if you're an e-commerce business that maybe you're doing maybe you're doing a bit of social you know a bit of Instagram Pinterest kind of TikToky stuff it it, it it's even it's even in a way more relevant for you because you know, often when people are looking at Instagram or or Pinterest or, or TikTok you know they're not necessarily looking to buy they're in that sort of discovery mode. You know, and, and really, they literally are not going to buy on their first visit, or even the second or third visit. They're Much more likely to give us their email address than buy. So, in some cases, we often say that that email is the biggest, most primary objective of the e-commerce site because it. We and then we use the email to convert them later on down the line. It's not always the case. It's like it's not the case for gifting, for example.
0: You know, but no, for I the the think the higher the
1: average order value, the higher the average order value, the more. Well, important. and the longer the buying window. So, yeah. if you're selling a sofa, that might take a month and a half. You mm. know, just of pontificating over which sofa to buy. You know, you think you're gonna you're gonna come straight from Instagram or Pinterest onto the site and buy on the yeah. first visit. No, you're not. You're never gonna. Not even if you have got everything absolutely bang on. They're just not going to buy. So the second thing, well, the first thing you really should be focusing on is getting their email. Mm. And wh- why do we say get their email? We say get their email because it's a, it's about building a protective moat, building an audience around you. Well, it's like anything, isn't yeah. it?
0: It's like a celebrity's got an audience, so that's why they can go and get paid for you know doing big films. The business has an audience. It's it's building that audience that can sustain you over, over, over you know, that's where the profit comes from really, isn't it? So yeah. you've got to build that up. Yeah. Interesting as you were talking yeah. you know it reminds me of the, the demo store and obviously I'm I'm the media buyer for the demo store and I see the recruitment roas and I've got to hit a certain recruitment roas you know to get people in the door customers can't cost more than a certain amount otherwise it doesn't work and you see that the the effective email you know without the email offers going out on some of the weekends then you know would the, the recruitment roas would be a lot lower and you can see that the emails aren't just repeat business they're actually turning some of those first-time customers into customers. And it makes you think, yeah. well, you know, should we, because if you if you think about it, you might recruit people. Let's say you've got a sales cycle for bedding. It's maybe like a week or so, you know, uh, or maybe two weeks. If you're recruiting people onto the email list within those two weeks and they have a need, then those emails probably need to have that push to, to buy something. So, you know, it makes you think, well, maybe we should be segmenting off the new customers or people who've never bought into um, you know a different type of email and making sure that within those two weeks that they sign up, there's this there's some kind of big weekend deal mm. that flushes them through to get them through to the first time. Which you know you might want not want to do for the existing customers because you might have done that last weekend. You know, for example. So it's it's interesting to think about it because. If you want that recruitment ROAS to be high enough to sustain increasing your 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 Google Ad spend, you really need to kind of treat existing customers and new customers a bit differently because because of what you're trying to do, which is two different things. First of all, getting someone to buy for the first time is of, often much harder than getting someone to buy again, and so it's yeah. it's it's about well, recruiting people profitably on the front end, but then actually increasing the lifetime profit
1: yeah. of existing customers. And honestly, I think I think that is hugely hugely significant. What we've just said, you know, that we are, that we for the for the demo store, we have used email as the primary channel to flush out the almost buyers. And the other thing that you'll know that Mark and I talk about a lot is the drop by drop report. And the drop by drop report is basically the only way we have have found. In, um, to measure your, your true return on ad spend and
0: mm-hmm. so what
1: tends to happen, so if we were just doing the normal, you know ad, looking at AdWords revenue at the end of the day, a week or month you know, we would we would probably negate, neglect the fact that email was the thing that was really tipping people over the edge, you know mm-hmm. and it, because the, the sale wouldn't, it would sort of just be magically attributed to email, wouldn't it yeah, you know, but the drop by tra- drop by drop report has actually said that at the end of the week that we've actually had a ROAS of 5 when it only looked like we were getting a ROAS of probably 3 you know according mm. to the actual you know individual analytics but that was very very significant so i think i think the the you know email email is 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 essentially in my opinion one of the most powerful recruitment channels and when you start to get your head around that it turbocharges paid activity, and, I mean, it really game-changes it, you start to think about, well, how can I get more email then? Yeah. You know, and, and when should we emailing? And, you know, and the, the most, there's two most important segments, because we can get into loads of different segmentation and emails, but the two most significant segments of email is the following two. Number one, browsing but not yet bought so recently viewed but not yet bought and number 2 just bought like they are the two most significant things so the first one browsing but not yet bought recently viewed but not yet bought you know they're on the site for a reason they're having a lot. they're basically in your shop you know so if you had a physical bricks and mortar store you know they're inside the store looking around so we know they're interested because they're actually there and so if we can focus on those people, because if you think about it, a normal e-commerce conversion, a normal site, let's say it converts at four percent, so you've got a, you've got ninety-six percent of people that haven't bought coming to the shop that haven't bought. You know how many more could we have got to buy if we got the email and we'd actually use that to flush it out? Probably quite a significant amount. So, if you think about the fact that we said emails are really important as a paid channel how can we get more emails and it comes down to the hook and one of the things when i say the hook is it's like unless you have a reason for people to give you their email address you know it's like asking them to go into the corner of the room and do 100 press-ups you know they're just not going to do it you know it, it is it is a big ask to get people to to your newsletter and, and one of the mistakes a lot of people make and we see this all the time, all the time. And it's this 10% welcome offer. Mm, you know, intro 10 or welcome 10. You know, get 10% off your first order. Give, you know, sign up to a newsletter. And it's really, it, 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 it well, it grates on us a little bit because we see it all the time and it's kind of like a default thing that e-commerce brands do we're like why what are you doing and i, and I just want to tell you can i tell you the story? Or do you want to chip in well i was just a- going
0: to say i was just going to say the reason it's it's become so big is because it works so well at the beginning It worked, you know if you took four, five years ago when pop-ups first came in the 10 percenter was you know it was it was wasn't done and it was really a big Technique and then everybody's just kind of mirrored it, but now it's become something consumers expect and it's completely lost any of its teeth. And people just think, yeah. Well, if I do want to buy, I'll just go and get my email and get the 10%, but
1: I'll wait. Yeah. Do you know what it's like? It's like being in a physical store and deciding what you want to buy. Let's say you're in Zara, you know, the fashion brand. Mm. And you're in one of their stores and you decide, yeah, I want that. I want that pair of trousers. And you're queuing up to buy. You're at the till and you're just about to hand your money over in the, at the till. And the shop assistant goes, oh, hang on a bit. Do you want, do you want 10% off? Mm. You go, well, yeah, all right. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And they do that I, sometimes.
0: I actually yeah, have to do some. that in, in shops. And they go, oh, well, you actually get well, two they of these. do that.
1: You know. Do you know why they do that in the shop, in a physical shop? Because they want your email address. Mm. And that makes sense. Because in the, in the store, they don't get your email address, so they can't remarket to you again. Yeah. So that's yeah. why they want their email. That's why they say, oh, do you want us to email the receipt so mm. they can get your email? But what I'm saying is online, you don't need to do that because you're getting their email by virtue of them buying because obviously mm. they have to give you the details to send the stuff to. So here, here's what here's, – I was in a meeting last week with a client and – they were going through the numbers with me and the metrics. And this is a slight side topic. But one of the things that, that Mark and I always say, look, if, if you've got the maths on your side for an e-commerce business, you are laughing. So what, what I mean by that is if you've got, let's say, an average order value of you know, over $80, you've got a margin of over 70 percent, and you've got a lifetime customer value that, that about two times a year. And that means you could go quite happily down to a ROAS of like two, and still recruit profitably, you know, unless you you know, you've got other inherent costs in your business. And you're really laughing, like you are, you are going to scale pretty effortlessly because you can afford to 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 go down to a low ROAS. So here's the thing about this business last week. They had a business where the average order value was about £40. It was a UK business, European-UK business. About £40, which is about, I don't know, $60. Um, margin of 33% and a lifetime customer value of only 1.2 times a year. Mm. And the, they were already at a ROAS of two, mm. which means they're losing money. Mm. You know, I don't even have to work out the math stuff, but they're losing money. And this is where it gets even worse. I think they're a row of three. They're a of three. Yeah, if,
0: if, if yeah. it's the one I Roos. think they're talking about, because I manage their, manage yeah. their app. That's right. You're yeah. a
1: row of three. So, the, so the, this is where it gets even worse. They had their newsletter sign-up um, was a 10% off um, newsletter sign-up, basically, deal. Mm-hmm and that took them and lots of people were using it nearly all of the people that were transacting were using this 10% off so they were kind of going oh it's really successful they're all using this 10% off and I was like no 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 it's 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 not moving the needle it, it isn't it isn't actually encouraging people to buy it's a weak offer it's poor it's mm. 10% isn't enough but because their margin was so low when they used the 10% it's taking their margin down significantly mm. you know so their 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 overall margin at the end of it was like you know more like twenty eight percent something like that less than that it was really it was really really poor so you know, the, the, but then so there, so that we're saying now that the ten percent offer offer code like is really really poor now the problem is they didn't have the margin to do anything better so if because often we say we need to have a much bigger hook than a ten percent that's poor what do they do in that scenario what do they do because mm. the first thing that often people have to think is that the newsletter sign up offer has to be the same offer as the recruitment offer, the first-time customer offer. Mm. And that is not true. So in this case, you go into their clearance category, and they've got up to 50 55% deals running in there, quite a lot of products, you know, mm. 40 or 50 products in there that are up to 50% off. So we say, well, rather than using the 10% offer, welcome code, and, and bearing in mind that they're getting very little new customer sign new new email signups. Mm. Like I think about 1% of their overall traffic was signing up to this 10%. Wow. So it's really not doing anything. So I said let's flip it and let's let's do an up to 50 50% exclusive early bird um, access. So basically I'm saying sign up to our newsletters, get up to 51% early bird access to our, our exclusive events. What I'm saying is you start with the newsletter is a different hook mm. to the actual recruitment offer. And that's a very very useful strategy when you're dealing with e com businesses that have a low margin and mm. they just cannot afford to do this really big sexy recruitment offer that's, you know, that's 40% off. Mm. But they often have clearance categories, yeah, and have I'm sale sure. rooms and you can use the offers that are in there as the, as the magnet to get their email addresses, as long as it's positioned well, you know, you're you not doing it misleading. But if you do that, I promise you, you will not only get significantly more email addresses captured, um, but you'll also get your conversion rate up because you'll be capturing so many more emails that you'll put into your automated behavioural flow. You'll be able to follow up a hell of a lot more people that you can then push your normal genuine recruitment offer with. Here's the other thing with
0: that with that website: is they're selling pro- products that other people sell. So when they add ten percent, they have to go into Google Shopping with the price that they're selling plus plus ten percent. So let's say say it's a hundred hundred pounds, hundred dollars. Like then people are actually going to buy it for ninety, but because they're actually advertising it at a hundred in Google Shopping some other people are going to be selling it for $90 and they're going to be clicking on that one. So they're actually losing the click and then giving it giving yeah. it away. Now, they might not want to go down to uh, $90, but they might be able to go down to like 98 or something like that if they were comfortable that people weren't going to use the 10%. And so here's what we found on the demo store, which was really interesting. So uh, we know that we're in a, a market where prices, you know, we need to be within a certain range of price. There's, there's, a, there's a few big, big com- companies and obviously people are, Comparing us to them, but we didn't want to because we do a quite big offer at the moment. We didn't want to kind of have something for like two hundred dollars and then you know, and then have that in Google Shopping is two hundred dollars and then land on the site and it's like a hundred dollars you know in the sale. So because we knew if we put it on for two hundred dollars, people wouldn't click on it. You know, we'd lose out. People would be thinking, oh, well, that's too expensive for a sheet or duvet cover or those kind of things. So we automatically discounted. So we actually put the discounted price in Google Shopping. So it was like $100. You land on the site and it says, you know, was $200. Your coupon has been automatically applied. And we then have the pop-up to say, give us your email address to get the to get the offer, to get the coupon. And people still gave us the email address, even though we'd automatically apply the coupon, because they thought, or rightly, well, rightly or wrongly, they thought that they needed the coupon to uh, to buy. And they do need the coupon, but we've actually auto-applied it. So, the people who don't mm. give us an email address can still get the offer, and that increases the conversion rate. But we found that um, by auto-applying the offer, putting it into Google Shopping as the discounted price rather than the high price, and having the pop-up anyway meant that we actually got we got the conversion rate up, we got the sales, yeah. and, got a double we're, whammy. and we're getting about 10% of, of traffic's email address. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're gonna kind of getting a double whammy. Double whammy. Yeah. So so the benchmark that we like to give is ten percent of new users. Yeah. Um, should, start, should that's how big your email address. so I was actually checking, Mark, on the demo store mm. this morning, and we have eleven percent of all new users. So we, we attracted an additional eleven percent. So we got eleven percent of new users for the month. Mm. Sign up to on you so it was like I think we had about 35,000 new users, and we had I think it was like 3,900 um, yeah. of people that are you know on our, our, our kind of who signed up for our emails during that period. That would mm. include some cut, you know, some customers, but overall, it's because obviously, if you go and check how big your mailing list is in Clavier or wherever you're using it, so so that benchmark of 10% is key. Now, I bet that it's very rare that we find a business that has that is that high mm. and it but it should be now yeah. so when you realize that your your automated email systems are turbocharging your paid activity and it might mean the difference between what you're getting now which is a three times row and a you know a potential maybe a five times row and obviously when you get to a five times row you can pull it, pull the lever hard you know it, it, it shows how much, how much significance and weight Mark and I put on email, an email capture. Mm-hmm. It's massive. It's massive. And so so if you can capture more emails, and obviously traditionally, they go back in time, people were doing the checkout abandonment emails.
0: Yeah. In a way, you got into they the doing. checkout,
1: and that was the only thing they were doing. And some, some businesses, that's still the only thing that they're doing. You know, and it's like, you're in the checkout, and you get all the way to the checkout, and remembering in mind that, that on average, um, only you know five percent of the traffic gets to the checkout by the time they've added to basket and got actually into the mm. checkout. You're only, you're only, and then on average, when you're in the checkout, eighty-five percent of people buy anyway. Mm. So you're following, you're only following up people who are. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of people that you should be following up. Mm. with all your you know, basket abandonment, product abandonment. So obviously, it's very, very important. Now, getting it is you've got to think about the hook. If you're doing a 10% off welcome that isn't time-bound, which is what a lot of people listening to this will be doing, you know, it really isn't good enough, and you've got to work hard. You've got to think about what's the hook. If I haven't got good enough margins, I can't do a massive recruitment offer, you know, if I'm selling other people's products, I, I can't put the price up. Look at your sale clearance area to do something with. If you're selling your own brand and you're setting the price, remember one of the bigger, biggest things you can play with is your pricing architecture. You might be able to put your prices up to discount them down. That's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation in offer architecture. But the other thing that often happens is is just coming back to that point about your clearance offer category. And I saw this today. I was working with... Um, uh, a, a homeware business and whenever we're looking at home furnishings um and you know stuff for the house basically you know like mm-hmm. tables and chairs and lamps and table lamps floor lamps mirrors vases all that kind of stuff the two categories that people always want to go into is the clearance category mm-hmm. and the new in category That's where they want to go, and they always go and check it out. Always go to the clearance category and see what's in there. And often, there's not that much in there. The conversion rate's pretty flat. They're always going to have a look, oh, what's in there? What's in? So it's a fantastic place to get email. Mm. And I remember one brand now that lots of people listening to this will know. Um, they're doing about thirty-six million now, but about eight years ago, I think they're doing more than I,
0: that. Last time I looked, they're doing one hundred and ten million or something ridiculous. It was something? Wow! It was something. We, oh no, that was no, that was their. I think. Sorry, I think that was their SEO traffic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Their natural I, SEO I heard traffic. They, I heard last week. Yeah, that they were doing thirty-five million. Right, but but it's still pretty big. But basically, about eight years ago. We said, look, everyone's going to your clearance category. Why don't you do, new, don't you do an email gate there mm. just for a little bit of time to see how many emails we get? We could get? I think we did it for three months. Mm. And we came away, and at that time, they were getting a lot of traffic. And we came out with about 300,000 yeah, new it's emails. Insane. It's insane, isn't it? it? It was. And that was a game changer. So you think about it, you know, if you'd got a real kick ass. Email data capture strategy in place, and you'd had you'd had that for the past, you know, year and a half, two years, and you'd come into your Black Friday this, you know, you know, last you know a couple of weeks ago, you're planning Black Friday. We just we just come out of it, you know, you could have been for no extra effort, you could have been emailing, you know, a two hundred thousand email database as opposed to a 15,000 email database. Mm. Think about that. Think about what difference that would have made. Massive, game-changing difference. Huge, yeah. huge. So not only is email amazing as an automated recruitment driver that really p- drives and turbocharges your paid activity at the time, but it also massively builds your audience around you. So when you do go and drop these big blast sale campaign you're emailing 300,000 200,000 rather than 20 yeah massive it doesn't really cost you anything extra
0: no i I just wanted to say was what you you were talking remembered that not just um online email capture we've done a lot of we've actually done offline email capture whereas we we talk to someone who you know they might have you know, the website might be 10% of the business, but they maybe sell a lot in stores or they might have physical shops or maybe they have got Amazon stores and they can't get the email address of those. And so we've done a lot of email capture through, we call them either peel and win or scratch and win or, or, or we've even done things like Charlie the Chocolate Factory golden ticket competitions. And effectively, we will include um, a competition with every purchase which will be either a scratch card, a peel and win code, or uh, something like that. Which means, in order to work out whether they've got a winning ticket, they have to come onto a little website, enter their code, enter the email address, because we said we'll 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 send the uh, you know we'll send the notification to your email address, and um, we sign up to the newsletter as part of the competition, and that has been. Like like Ian says, the word game changer. That's been a game changer for us um, across a lot of different brands, particularly when that brand didn't have a voice with its own customers, like it was selling loads and loads and loads in supermarkets or loads and loads and loads on Amazon. And they've got no way of talking to their customers or communicating new products or anything like that. And then suddenly they've got an audience that they can talk to and they go, oh, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Yeah. That's been really, first really First time, mm,
1: yeah. First time they're actually communicating, communicating directly to the actual customer. Yeah, and they can launch other products into it. That's the thing. The
0: first time we did yeah, that, they can launch other things. Do you remember that was we were forced into it by Sainsbury's because Sainsbury's were they uh, it was a new per, uh, Peruvian beer that was going to be launched into Sainsbury's and says well, we'll only list your beer if you do a promotion. And that was the promotion we came up with back then. That was probably about fifteen years ago. When it was, we used text message, which was really difficult back then because no one really knew what short codes were and all that kind of stuff. But we got a huge amount of email addresses from it, mm. and it worked
1: really well. Revolutionary, yeah. It was, it was. We should have just done that. I don't think we would have done that. It's that on
0: short codes it was around the time
1: when short codes was
0: being used and then and then it kind of like became too popular and then everybody started to get scammed because
1: of do you up to remember lowest unique bid over oh. that we did something lowest unique bid didn't we did we? yeah we did a we, we gave away a car and it yeah. was a
0: disaster <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah it was supposed it was. To, it was supposed to pay for the car the entry fee was supposed to pay for the car, but it was like I think the car was worth about thirty thousand pounds or
1: something like that. And well, we, it was a souped-up yeah. old car. It should, they should have just got a new one for twenty grand. Yeah, no one wanted the old knackered one. They just wanted the new one. Yeah, and yeah, and I think we only get like about five
0: thousand pounds in yeah in text messages. Anyway, they seemed to be happy yeah. within the end of it. But that was that was when we were first starting out. We were, so yeah. we'll just yeah, we'll do it, whatever it is. Lo lo lo, we did that. We did. I remember those days with the Jonathan Ross and the World Cup, and we were yeah. like sitting there texting people their bloody nearest comic relief miles and all that, oh all, all that stuff. Yeah, in fact, I they knew how, so how Heath Robinson it was behind the scene. I know. <laughs> <laughs> running off an Excel spreadsheet yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah yeah
1: so yeah we're, we're so talking the, about email the, capture we're yeah. talking about email so 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 yeah I mean generally I mean you know, it, you, know you need, we need you, the most important thing I think is is to think about how what's the hook you know how can we how can we how can we put something in people's faces that stops them in the tracks and goes oh, do you know what I'm not ready to buy there's no way I'm going to buy this sofa today because I'm miles away from making a decision, but you know what? That I'm gonna I'm gonna put my email address in there mm. uh, because there's a 50, there's an up to fifty percent sale or whatever it might be or whatever that's happening. You know, just to do, it. and then obviously, you know, it, it it's the glue that holds everything together. Yeah. Um. I have to say, just one little thing as well. A question came up today is, is about um, you know, what about the you know younger brands that don't have an audience that have email and. Like like Sheen and you know Pretty Little Thing. I mean, the Pretty Little Thing does. But if you know if you if you're selling something to like teenage teenagers, mm. like teenage girls' clothes. I mean, my kids are buying clothes from these kind of fast fashion places, um, or, unfortunately. and unfortunately, they don't have an email. But what it is, it's the it's the notifications, the app pop up notifications that come mm. on the phone, mm. and it's, it's exactly the same strategy yeah. as email. You know, it's just, you have to have a strong recruitment offer. When they become a customer, you have a strong first-time new customer incentive to get them to buy again, yeah. and then you have a, your, your strong retention strategy, and then you have your strong retention uh, reactivation. It's exactly yeah. the same thing. Um, I'll just say one last thing about email: is that in email, only turbocharges what's already there. So if you have a weak or non-existent um, recruitment offer, it's not going to work. You know, if, you haven't resol- if you haven't got desirability for your product in the first place, it's not going to work. If you haven't handled anxieties very well, we you haven't positioned your brand very well, it isn't going to work. Mm. You know, If you don't have a strong retention strategy, it isn't going to work. If they don't want your products... It isn't going to work, you know. If you haven't, con- you know, solved some fundamental issue, you know, it isn't going to work. It just enhances what's already there, mm. um, and it's just a no-brainer to get it right. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about was the what what the hook it
0: can be for maybe some other brands because we're doing quite a lot of work with some American brands at the moment, and they're selling this one particularly selling quite a high end product. I'll talk. I'll say what it is. It's a high end suit, it's like a bespoke suit. You know, they, they range from like $4,000 to $5,000. And on the site, you come and the hook at the moment is, you know, give us your email address and you'll get five swatches. We'll send you five free swatches. But that's very transactional. So, you know, you come onto the site and you think, well, I don't know whether I want to get a bespoke suit from this person yet. So, you know, the idea of them sending me swatches is kind of like, well, that feels like we're 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 getting engaged and we haven't even dated yet, you know. So it's, it's almost too early. Whereas in those businesses where you've got a very high average order value or even a long sales cycle, sometimes going for like, oh, get 20% off or the 10% off offer, it's too early. They don't, don't care about it. It's a bit mm-hmm. like we were talking this morning about positioning. And a lot of people kind of come onto the website. And the first thing you see at the top of the mobile site is free delivery on all orders. And it's like, well, I don't even care whether you've got free delivery. Because yeah. I don't know whether I want Wait, to, too. I don't want to even, am I in the right place? And so with those higher average order value things, so he's he's, he's a he's a tailor, you know, he's, he's got credibility. You know, he wants to be leading with something that they want. So let's say he says, um, you know, I met um, George Clooney and we sat down and he gave us my top five uh, style tips. If you want that, if you want that 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 report that no one else can see, give us your email address, you know, or something like that. Maybe he's got leverage with some of the celebrity clients he's got, or something like that. But that's going to be a much better hook to get people started. Well, I
1: think. I think actually, in his, you know, in this case, he needs to lead with "I just met George Clooney," yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, because that's desirability. He told me everything, you know, and so he's got to create the desirability first. He's got to. He's got to. He's massively got to think about positioning and authority yeah because yeah, he, he's, he he's got to create that desirability once he's created that desirability and he's done that through evidence of trust and credibility in his space then he's got to handle the anxieties hasn't he well I if you were on, and then he's got it if you're on the street and someone ran up to you and said hey do you
0: want 10% off a suit do you want 10% off a suit it's like who the hell are you why would I want 10% off a suit yeah but if you kind of like set, if you kind of went, and you were at the barbecue and he came over to you, you, say, what do you do? I says, oh, I'm James Bonds Taylor. You go, oh, bloody hell, James Bonds Taylor. Well, can you do my suit? It, that's what you've got to do. You've got to be able mm. to con- condense your positioning statement into something that so quickly you could say a, a barbecue and then someone would exactly know exactly what you do and they'd want to work with you. And that's what you've got to convey with the email capture at the same time because if you're asking them to get 10% off, if they don't, you know, it's all very well if you're very transactional, if you're selling bedding or you sell stuff and you can see it. But if you've got a big purchase where it's like, you know, and you've really got to build up the brand into luxury stuff, you know, it, 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 and it's, it's interesting because this guy and you've sent them to me as well, he sent me, the, the, the websites he sent me to review are Gucci and Tom Ford. And I'm like, you can't, you know, when people go to Gucci's website, they're coming with them with the mental model of Gucci and coming to website and looking it through those lens. When they come into your website, and they don't know you. They're not bringing Gucci with them. They're not bringing Tom Ford with you. So, if when Tom Ford says, "Do you want ten percent off your purchase?" you go, "Bloody hell, yeah, I want ten percent off." Of this. Tom bloody Ford. Whereas, you know, it's it, it's different. And you've got to realize where the customer is and what they're trying to do. And you've got to get their email mm. address. The other way to get email addresses is, is we've seen quite well is using chat flows, chatbot flows. It says, you know, ask them a question, which was like, are you, you know, is this the first time you bought a bespoke suit? Yes. No. Or have, have you ever had a, a bespoke suit made? <clears throat> yes. No. And then you go, oh, are you sure? You know, are you sure? You know, then you can say, are you sure about the fit? Would you like to take our fitting guide? You know those kind of things, and then you can say, "Well, would you like to have a, would you like to have a call if you know the right person and stuff like?" It's it's how you lead it and how you get it, and you've got to take people. I think. I think.
1: Well, I think. Um, yeah, I think Naked Wines do this very well. Mm. You know, na- Naked Wines, you know, obviously is a you know selling wine, okay, and if they just let you go straight to the wine, they're just like any other bloody wine retailer, but they don't. They take you through this really clever little warm up thing that, that does two things number one it positions them as um as a disruptor mm. um, and it gives them authority so they're saying you know how much how much do you think um what's the value of wine in a, in a supermarket bottle that costs you know five five pounds or six dollars yeah you know, and they go oh, it's 30p you know yeah you, you take you through this kind of questionnaire go and everyone go and have a look naked wise but yeah. the best thing of it at the end it says Claim your thirty, your thirty pounds, or whatever it is. I think it was thirty pounds. Claim your thirty pound naked vau- naked wines voucher card, um, card or gift card. Mm. Um, put your email address in, and you obviously just email them. So they get, so they kind of do two things. They do this positioning, and then they have this massive great offer. And you're like, yeah, mm. I have thirty pounds. Mm. You know, and it kind of you know. But of course, it's there's a minimum spend of X, and you know all the rest of it. But it's it's a deal that stops you in your tracks. Yeah, you know, yeah. you kind of can't even get in anyway.
0: Well, sometimes it's sometimes it's, good, good it's, little... sometimes it's like it, it, like because I learned this from doing a lot of lead capture. So when you do lead capture websites, um, so a friend of mine does very well selling um, solar leads in America. Like, I mean, I say well, I mean, phenomenally well. Like he gets paid so much that it makes me fall off my suit seat and want to kind of kind of kind of hurt him a little bit because of the jealousy. Anyway, I digress, but like when I used to do a lot of lead um, uh, media buying, um, basically you wouldn't always ask for the email address as the first thing because you want to get some momentum going before you got the email address. So when it's like a lead or a big purchase or something, that, like you might ask a different question and they can kind of like get in to like maybe two or three questions in and then ask their email address because they kind of go, well, I've, I am interested I can see that I am answering these questions. I can see that I'm engaged. So I will put my email address in because they wanna be consistent with their behavior. And people, it's been shown many times like psychologically that people make decisions and then they have to come up with rational decisions on why they made them so they don't feel like they're out of control. But that's not really how decisions are made. The body makes the decision, mind makes the decision and then we kind of follow it up with it. And so if we can get them started with something, it's super easy just answering a couple of questions. We might be able to get their their email address. And the same thing with SMS. Like step you know, you enter the email address and then you say step two, enter your mobile. And it's like, well, it's step two. I did step one, so I might as well do step two. Yeah.
1: And it's it's amazing how many people people did it. We well we've just done mm. this we've just done that on the demo store. Yeah. And we've we've added the yeah, the second step just like that. So, so the pop up comes up and says, Hey, do you want the you know, do you want our exclusive um you know, offer and then you put your images, and then the second one is get your SMS. And I'm just yeah. looking now, it's just literally just logging in to have a look. And you know, from from nowhere, uh, you know, we got, I have to see how many we got. We've got about, I mean, I don't know, it must be about 500 now. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, it's from nothing, which is which is quite interesting. Mm. Yeah. I, I think, it all the time, I think but... actually, um, I think SMS, no, no, but I think it's very good for kind of replen e-commerce businesses so you know if you've got something that people should buy more frequently like you know health yeah products you know you know kind of vitamins and minerals that kind of thing um you know food and things like that you know protein bars you know if you can if you can use a text message with a recruit with a retention offer yeah uh, hit them at the right time and you can send a text saying hey just let you know you might be running out of uh, you know of cod liver oil tablets um you know there's 30 30 off you know vip exclusive 30 percent off this weekend and uh here's the link and the link could take them straight to the basket with the product already populated in it mm. it's already there i mm. don't, don't even have to add it to the basket and there's an apple pay thing right there one click bang done mm. Mm. my god how easy is that to get your your replenishment up yeah You've got the you've got the retention offer. You're making it super duper easy, and it should all be automated. Email now. I mean, we've been doing email for twenty years, more, over twenty years, and the technology now that you can get in something like Clavio or Mm Clavio is it would have cost you, you know, two hundred thousand a year easily, and now you can get it for like a hundred dollars. Amazing. Can I just shake the ground a little bit? Do it. Because, like, I think there's a,
0: a myth where you think you can automate all your emails with sequences and you'll do amazingly, amazingly well. Like, and I, I've seen this quite a lot. But what I, but basically, what I've found with is that when I send an email to the whole list themed around something townbound, and everybody gets the same email at the same time. I actually always do better than when if I've got everybody kind of getting strip fed the email content at different times and now I, and I don't know exactly why that is, and obviously it kind of ties into like long weekends and things like that and things happening and getting their attention, but it seems the, that myth of like, oh, you'll just have an e-commerce site and you'll have this kind of like, you'll set up this kind of automated email drip sequence and they'll just get all these emails and you won't ever have to do kind of like big email setting up because it'll just all be automated and that stuff. And I did, that's just doesn't happen. It, it's, it's much more about creating. I just, a, I just think, I, I see you're not working hard enough. Mark. It's just, well, it's about, I think it's about an event. I've even found it with like, <laughs> our, you know, with the book sales and, with the courses and the programs and things like that. It's like, if I kind of drip feed it, like it doesn't work as well as we kind of like, right, we've got a big event, come and do this. And it's kind of like, it's it kind of goes into what we talk about the, the, the offer architecture of the website is the entertainment layer of the website. And if you do the entertainment layer of the website at the same time as you're doing it to a lot of people, you can build it like a party. There's no No one wants to have a party on their own, do they? If you do it together, yeah. it feels it kind of feels and it's just an energy behind it. And maybe that's maybe yeah. I'm reading it wrong, but I've,
1: I've certainly noticed that. No, they that. do. No, you, 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 you definitely need the entertainment layer online. You know, and like you said before, you said, I mean, you know, I think most e-commerce purchases are emotional wants. You know, they emotionally want them. And they look for a rational reason to justify that emotional runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, emotional. Um, the need. Sorry, someone had texted me then. Emotional someone runs confused me then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, <laughs> <laughs> what something popped to mind? My, my bank, my bank cat. It said, "Is this a, is this a transaction that you that you recognise? It's like, yeah. no. <laughs> what the hell's that? Yeah. So that did throw me off. Yeah. I was saying, sorry, so I was saying that most e-commerce transactions are are things that people emotionally need, sorry, emotionally want, but they don't need them, yeah. you know, like a vase, a throw, a table lamp, a rug, you know, anything, they don't really need them, but they want them, and they look for a rational reason to justify that emotional want. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that's what email and that's what the offer architecture can help massively because it gives you a reason, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I was thinking before
0: that maybe we could start transcribing some of these podcasts, but it'd just be a load of nonsense. <laughs> it,
1: would just, it would just be... were you looking at one before? I was, well, I was... Wait, no, but it's just
0: Like, yeah, I was looking at... You'd have to get someone who really knew what they're doing to kind of condense it into a few bullet points of main things that we're talking about, but... Um, yeah, I use, because I've got Descript and it would, it kind of, but it doesn't, it brings out a lot of rubbish. Um, it's okay. You can get the gist of it, but no normal human being could watch it. I mean, having, a, a I think off topic, have you, have you seen um, like chat GDP, like open AI chat? It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. You no. can ask it questions. And like so, you know, if you've got homework or something, oh, like, you can yeah. ask questions, and the answers are absolutely phenomenal. And the other one that's good is Dali. Have you seen that one? When you say, "Draw me a picture of a, a man sitting in a bath in with Renaissance style," and you know, it'll create you a picture on the fly. they some of these, some cool. of these uh, AIs. It's, it's amazing. Basically, you see the future. Like in ten years' time, you'll be able to say, "Are um, you able to sit down at your telly?" And you'll be able to, you'll say, I want to watch a, a movie with Marilyn Monroe and uh, uh, Roger Moore uh, in a James Bond uh, based in Thailand. And I want to be in the film and I want to be the baddie. Like, and it will do, it will create the movie on the fly when you'll sit and watch it. Honestly, I bet you, I bet you will get that good. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know. Why is it Levy commerce? Well, is that a shy I think that's a shiny distraction well, well
0: to be honest remember we're allergic to be honest to these, to it is a distraction but it's, it, it, it's potentially a it potentially is a killer of Google because Google is the search engine where you go and get everything and there's clearly other artificial intelligence engines out there the one that were crazy by Elon Musk and Microsoft and all that kind of stuff that will be able to do as good a job as Google to go and get your search results, and surely they'll be able to learn more about you. And that means that Google won't be the sole port of call for all search. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, it it, it will hopefully lead to greater competition in the space and the the, the price um, of recruiting customers by search should come down because it's a massive tax on business really if you think about it if you think about you, know, mm. you if you're trying to recruit it to roas effectively you know google's getting half of it and you have got to deliver the product and uh, get some money for yourself so google google's making all the money like a phenomenal amount of money oh,
1: google is no risk no risk we're not no doing risk. anything they don't have to handle returns no uh, and it, Do they? They don't have to handle customer service teams moaning at you. No, exactly. And, and you know?
0: so you know that's the risk to Google as these these new AI things which are are becoming phenomenal. And you know you'll 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 be able to just talk to to it and say I want this and and it, it'll know about you. It says oh well, you I, I know you like this this and this so why don't you go this or this is how your room would look with this product in it and it's it's going to be different. It will be different. And for the first time. Like, people are talking about on Twitter the threat to Google, and I think for the first time there is a threat to Google. There is a really credible threat to Google. Not not for not for many years, you know, but it's moving very quickly. Um, and if you not check them out, go and have a look at them because it, it blows your mind. Just blow your mind.
1: Yeah. I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to do it. Cool. Now. Awesome. <laughs> for the time. Anyway, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ian. It's a pleasure. I'll speak to you I soon. Hope you all enjoyed it. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Cheerio.